Well, we've worked and we've slaved and we've grunted and we've groaned and we have succeeded in getting more or less a blank slate on what we call Veg Hill. Now I guess it's just time to get busy drawing. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Welcome to our weekly podcast of February 4th, 2010. And we uh, will start out today by talking about the goings-on on Veg Hill um, we not talking about any planting yet, are we? Right, just <laughs> denuding the place. Um, last week, I know we talked about old cuz and yeah. the way you got the name from the way your father had a stump that he couldn't get rid of. And boy, was it satisfying. Yeah, we we were able to get old cuz out of there. Um, got some good video of it, too. On yes, we did. The, There's a nice write-up on the blog about uh, scratching away at old cuz, and we worked on it. Over a couple of days, but it didn't take up more than five hours or so of time when you put it all together. Right. And then old Cuz had a brother. Old Cuz's brother. Uh, once we got old Cuz out, we got our, uh, what's the word for it, got all aggressive and decided, okay, I, I'm feeling more courageous now. So we took out after old Cuz's brother and got it out of there. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Day before. Day before. But I'm okay. really glad because that one was um, a stump that we think was a sweet gum from yes. the, the looks of it. And it had just really been in my way all last year trying to plant what little garden we had. So um, it, we've basically gotten rid of the stumps that would it would really interfere with the planting season. Right. Planting. And our old friend Bill Harmon, um, uh, Midwest farm boy, grown up to be a high-powered energy lawyer, um, recommended that I try a chain on the stump instead of trying to push it with the bucket. And I did that, and it was a great idea. That does make more sense. If you're ready to pull on it on the stump after you've dug it out and so forth, you can do a whole lot, you can put a whole lot more torque on it with a chain pulling with tractor than you can pushing with the bucket. So we're just relieved to have that done. You've covered your holes up now. It's nice and smooth out there and flat. And uh, we've got a burn pile that didn't completely burn down, but we'll be working on that and some more clearing. And we as have we go along. Uh, the better part of a season's worth of firewood out there that we really need to split and stack. Right, right. And then we'll be ready to disc and plant cover crop and uh, plant your early spring veg. Right. And you talked a little bit uh, last week about how we were going to do it, but didn't you talk about planting rows and aisles of different types of? Yeah, and I'm, uh, my default plan, unless we come up with a better idea between now and then, will be four-foot rows with two-foot aisles so okay. that we can walk easily between the rows and, you know, stand and weed and so forth. But our hope is that once we get underway with Veg Hill, there will not be a need for us ever to step on or take tractor on any growing area. Yes, that'll keep from compressing the soil, Correct. allow it to aerate. Correct. We will, we will walk on the aisles, um, but we will have only one little ribbon up at the uh, north end of Veg Hill where tractor will travel, and the rest of it we will do by foot. 
And since last week, we also did some research about appropriate cover crops for this area. Yes. And we found out some, uh, well, actually, I'll let you talk about that because I know you talked in person to a, a county extension agent, didn't I you? I did. I talked to Leonard, who is uh, the extension agent for, I think, Otaga County, who deals with cover crops primarily for corn and soybeans down here. But he was able to tell me that we've missed the window for uh, the cover crops, uh, the fall cover crops. There's no way we're going to be able to get any results from that. So what we're tentatively planning to do now is put in wheat um, wherever we're not planning to plant early spring veg. Just because we already had some wheat. We already own well some wheat, it. might as well use it. And maybe supplement it with some rye grass. Right. And then... Um, will probably plant buckwheat on those cover crop areas where we're not um, growing in summer, the summer veg. In the summer. Right. right. Yeah. Where we just want to keep a cover crop there and build up some biomass. That and daikon radish. We've got a pound of daikon radish seeds. We need to get them in the ground as well. Right. The idea with daikon radishes is you put them in the ground where you want to break up the hard pan they penetrate the hard pan, and you don't ever harvest them. You just let the daikon, you know, let, the, let the radishes sit there in the soil. They decay. They, um, brassicas use a lot of nitrogen, we're told. But um, if you don't take them out of the ground, then the nitrogen stays there and is available for other plantings and so forth. So we ought to be in good shape there. Well, that's good, and we have plenty of those. A pound is a good bit of seed. It's a good bit of seed, and we hope that'll be um, enough to really make a difference out there. So now we have um, something else to plant, too. We made a little trip to <laughs> Pike County Cooperative Extension. Pike so County Farmers Co-op. Far Far Farmers Co-op, okay, on Monday and picked up some orchard trees. Yeah, we picked up 300 uh, longleaf um, trees from my brother who had purchased some. Little seedlings, yeah, they're small. And we babies. picked up uh, 20 or so fruit trees. Um, if you count blueberries and muscadines, yes. Yeah. So and, we've got our hands full. Right. And the different trees, we got a couple of each variety. And, of course, we're paying attention to cross-pollination requirements. But we got uh, pears and apples and figs, plums. What am I leaving out? Muscadine and Muscadines, yeah. I mentioned that. Yeah. But we should have some nice varieties. Peach. Peach. Was Peach. Yeah. I love peaches, so I'm hoping Which, those work. It, we're sort of... You know, we're not sure peaches are going to work out. These are early season peaches, which we are told if you're going to grow peaches in central Alabama without spraying, you better get early season because you got to get out there before the fungus gets them. Right. So that's what we're doing, we hope. That's what we are doing, we hope. Um, and we got all those long leaves we need to plant, too. Right. So. You better get busy, Farmer Borden. <laughs> right, and we have a deer fence to put up. We are not forgetting about that. Well, I will get busy, but one of the things that I will be busy with is having to replant new strawberries this year. Oh, that's a sore subject. You, I know we, we only had two plants, but those had put out runners last year, and they were looking pretty good. But, yeah, you might want to explain why that's a sore subject. Well, it's sore because I got so aggressive about going after that second stump, the one we're calling Old Cuz's brother. Got out there one morning and said, okay, I'm ready to get underway, and started getting after it with tractor. 
and neglected to take care of your strawberries. You had told me you wanted to transplant your strawberries before I took out after that stump with the tractor, and I just forgot about them. So the strawberries got plowed underneath tractors, big old turf tires, or um, actually they're field tires, and they are no more. Now, Well, they are, but they're in the compost. Yeah, they're <laughs> down in the mud somewhere. Um, so now we're going to have to reconstruct those strawberries. And if you know anything about strawberries, they don't do anything the first year. All they do is just grow a little bit, and there may be a token berry or two, but that's not what they're about. They're about creating foliage and um, growing. And the second year is when they start to bear. So Which we've would lost have been a this, year. Yes, we've lost a year. I could have had a couple anyway this year, but that's yeah. okay. We'll start over. And, and we'll start over in a big way. Right. We'll, plant a lot we'll more. really do some strawberries and get serious about it. And um, we're, we're, we will have lost a year, and I'm so sorry. I, I feel terrible about doing that. Well, it's just one of those things. It did. It is kind of good to have that stump out of there, and if that's what it took. I was mm -hmm. able to transplant a couple of, uh, well, three plants specifically, that seem to be doing really well, and actually they, they're thriving at this point. I transplanted the sage, a curry plant that we have, and the, um, what else? Oh, parsley, the parsley. Yeah, and those I've in not containers. noticed the parsley and the curry, but I can attest to the sage doing well. It's, it's a pretty purple sage. It seems pretty it's, happy. Yeah. I planted it just in the flower bed, and the other two I put in containers. So as soon as we... Oh, no wonder. Okay. Yeah, as soon as we establish our... Um, new herb garden site, we'll put those in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the ease with which and the speed with which I wiped out those strawberries is striking. It reminds me of the sheer power you have under your butt when you're driving a tractor like that. Right. 55 horsepower at the PTO. It is no machine to be sneezed at. And obviously, it's not the biggest tractor. There are plenty of tractors much bigger than it. But you can sure do a lot of damage fast with a tractor. Mm -hmm. And we just need to be real careful. I, I'm the one who does tractor. You never drive tractor. But when I am running it, I need to be careful about things like long leaves and Right. That you, sort of thing. Yeah, I think you inadvertently ran over a long leaf or two, well, you know, the little grass stage. Mm -hmm. But uh, we, by, by and large, we've tried to watch out for those and right. keep them out of your And I think we've done a decent yeah. job of taking care of our long leaves because both of us are so attached We're to committed, them. We yes. love them and want to encourage them and nurture them wherever they are. But um, it is, um, it'll get, it'll take your breath away how quickly you can kill things with tractor. Right. The um, As far as the, the long leaves that we have, would you, you think it's about 300 or so yes, in that box? Yes, I think it's about 300. We've planted that many the last couple of years, actually. Mm -hmm. We have. Um, and can do it in an afternoon yeah. if you need to. Yeah, we can we can do 300 right. long leaves. And one thing that we've noticed that we, we were walking around today just trying to decide what's a good site for some of these because we don't want to make them someplace that we plan to burn as i pointed out maybe we might want to clear out a little bit by hand before we plant them but anyway we observed the last couple of years that the those long leaves that have done the best have been more in a sunny area where they can get more yes. sun they don't do quite as well or they're slower growing yeah i don't think they 
die, but they no. just don't grow fast. They're slower, right. And that does that's not to say we shouldn't plant some in shady areas. And that areas. shouldn't be surprising. I mean, all living things right. seem to grow better when they get a little more sun. Yes, so. yes. But there are a couple of swaths of area where we know we don't want to put a path. You definitely don't want to put one where you know you want to come through later and put a take a tractor and make a path out of it. But there are a couple of places that I think will be, we can just bathe that whole area in longleaf grass stage. So I, that may hasten our uh, planting. I think we may be able to cover more, get more trees in the ground because we're going to be right. planting them in a, in a more compact area. Yes. Maybe. And, and these are places we want to hold the soil. We want to have lots of long leaves. So uh, a couple on the west side of the property. In fact, a lot of what I'm seeing is on the west side of the property where I'd like to, to put more. Which is across the creek from where we have our pole barn and where we will build the lodge. Right. So I guess that's the main thing I wanted to say about the long leaves is that it's just we've already scouted out some mm -hmm. of the places we'd like to see them. And we've got a system down. Mm -hmm. We use that double. And I create the hole, and you poke that tree in there, and then I fill it in with the dibble, and we're on to the next one. So and hopefully we'll be getting that done soon. Right. We may try to do a little, another little video of planting long leaves because we're a little more uh, comfortable with the methodology now. We can right. have at it and um, show how we can cover, you know, get a good many trees in the ground at one time. Right. In fact, I know carrying them, we just have these cloth bags, and we just put a pouch full of them, you know, fill it, put as many in the cloth bag as possible, and I carry the bag over my shoulder. And if it gets dirt in there, that's fine. They're washable cloth bags. But uh, that, that makes for a nice little system, as yeah. you said. So we'll, uh, that's one of those things that we need to do, and do, and we need to do fairly quickly. Right. And uh, I, I guess the last thing I thought we might visit about today is the uh, hassle of living in one place and being property owners in another. <laughs> and you had a little bit of that struggle yesterday. Yes, I went down to, or went up rather, to our house in Birmingham. Needed to, to do some things. I actually turned in the keys to that my office, finally, um, at the Sanford campus. And that was a relief to just, even though it's poignant, but just to be able to say grace over that. And then Went back to the house to do some, pick up some things and look around and say, well, I realize part of the problem, part of the hassle is I get back to one place, namely here, and realize, oh, I wish I had fill in the blank. So this week we were struggling with, we're wanting to plant muscadines and blueberries. We had all these great notes from workshops that we went to on blueberries and muscadines. The notes were in Birmingham doing us no good. So I retrieved those. And pretty much as soon as I got back here to the farm, I realized, oh, I wish I had picked up fill in the blank something else. Yeah. So that it's that kind of frustration and the fact that we keep having to pay bills to keep the internet going and the power going and pest control. Uh, it just we need to get that behind us. But it's planting season; we've got to get that done too. So we have these competing demands. And we'll probably talk some more about those competing demands next week because it is a, a major issue for us right now. Just so many tasks that need our attention. And so little time. See you next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Or you can send us honest-to-goodness mail at P.O. Box 780446, 
Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. To browse our archive, to learn more about the farm and about Lee and Amanda, and to talk with other listeners, visit us at longleaffreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.